What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Dad Podcast. It is hosted by myself, Sean Stafford, and for those of you guys who have stumbled across this podcast by chance and you have no idea who I am, my name's Sean Stafford. I am a fitness and lifestyle guy. Um, basically, that's the worst intro I've ever given myself. <laughs> I don't, see, when usually when I do podcasts, I always ask my guests to introduce themselves how they would want to be introduced and I've just done an absolute shocker. Hmm. Should we cut and start again? I kind of liked it. It's, it's raw. <laughs> well, welcome it everybody. Welcome everybody to producer Ollie. So, Hello. Um, usually Ollie is in the background behind the cameras because usually we film this for YouTube but as of today we are not filming this episode for YouTube because we are surrounded by laundry and other junk in my kitchen at home. So if the, uh, the aesthetic for it isn't so great. No. But this is episode two of the Dad Podcast and it is not the episode two that we intended. So we have already shot and recorded four episodes. However, we have decided to pull episode two and three because having got your feedback and read your reviews and spoken to a few people who listened to the first podcast and gave us some, some honest feedback. They said that the sound quality wasn't as good as they'd hoped for. So what we did was we decided to review podcast two and podcast three, which was with JP, Josh Patterson from Made in Chelsea um, on episode two and Jamie Alderton, i.e. Grenade J on episode three. The quality of the content was really, really good, but the quality of the sound was not so good. And it's kind of not where we wanted to start because the feedback we got was a lot of people were listening to this uh, when they're doing their cardio or when they're out and about doing things. And unless it's crystal clear, some of it gets lost and it, it kind of takes away from the podcast experience. So what we've decided to do, I promise you we will get these guys back in. The stuff and the stories that they were we're talking about and, the, and the, the topics of conversation were really fun and I think they're definitely ones that you guys want to want to hear more from so I promise you we will get um, we'll get those guys back in in a proper podcast studio where the sound can be crystal clear 100%. and you guys can yeah you yeah, guys can hear the quality content that they've got to drop so Anyway, thank you. If you're returning to the Dad Podcast and you watched the first episode or you listened to the first episode, thank you for coming back. We appreciate it. If you are a new visitor to the Dad Podcast, welcome. Um, I hope you enjoy it. The Dad Podcast is the place for questions and answers and guests that are fitness related, they're fun related, um, they're fatherhood related, kind of the the trials and tribulations of a fit dad or a fitness professional who has kids and family. It's not gonna be restricted just to people that have kids, but I think that does provide uh, a pretty interesting sort of context to my life at the moment. But this is the place where we will get a lot of really interesting and special guests with really interesting and special stories. So if you're looking for an interesting way to kill 30 or 40 minutes and, and hear some cool stuff, this will be the place um, to come, I promise you. So we're sat in my kitchen at the moment and apparently by having dirty laundry all around <laughs> me, the sound quality should be better. So fingers crossed, you guys are, uh, are listening to some good stuff. 
Ollie, do you want to introduce yourself? You know, give yourself an yeah, official man. intro. Short intro. So Mate, like, I reckon you need to. You know, I'm not a producer. Well, but I reckon so you. Close. I reckon you need to take half a step back. I'm from comfortable. The mic. <laughs> I like being right up against it. Okay. Um, it looks a little bit creepy from where I'm sat. Okay, fine. Give that's, me the looks. Mate, that's better. Beaut. Um, yeah, I guess I'm the one that makes this podcast air. I suppose distributing it. Um, I own a small production content creation company and uh, we help Sean with his podcast making it all uh, sound-ish nice <laughs> and um, so and far we've dropped the ball on that one yeah. <laughs> just saying yeah we haven't done too well there um, no and then we also uh, obviously help film it help put it together um, and do all that good stuff and get to spend a lot of time with Sean next week I suppose which I think uh, is probably not as good as it sounds it's great it's great many a story mate you have to say that <laughs> okay so what I did this morning when I announced that we were pulling the original episodes two and three was I fired out some uh, some Instagram story posts if you're not following me on Instagram at Sean Stafford that is S-H-A-U-N-S-T-A-F-F-O-R-D that's my account um, I fired out a Instagram story on there asking people to give me some interesting questions for today's podcast just so we can try and give you a flavor of what the people that follow me on Instagram or follow me on social media want to know right now so what do people want to hear yeah give the people what they want right mm, indeed it's provocative <laughs> gets the people going anyway so the first question which was from a guy called Ben Blake he said what is your diet like after Christmas and how do you stay on track okay so Christmas I don't you know, I'm probably one of those guys that Christmas for me is certainly a time to not necessarily focus on calories, to not necessarily focus on macros. It's a time to spend with your family, to let your hair down. Don't get me wrong. I still did a little bit of training over the Christmas period because I'm not one of these guys that's like, oh, that's I, you know, I need to not go to the gym today. I, for me, I love training. I've been, I've been training since I was... 15 years old that's a long time um and it's that. something that i really enjoy so for me when something like christmas comes around and i've got more time on my hands because i don't have to be at work i i do what i enjoy to do and what i enjoy doing is training so i actually necessarily didn't train any less over christmas but what i certainly did do more of was eat um shit food <laughs> and drink more alcohol because i'm not a massive drinker but I kind of got into got into gin a little bit over Christmas. Gin. Yeah, almost. I'm not saying that Jamie Alderton was responsible for this, but <laughs> yeah. we, you know, he loves gin. He is uh, he's a he's a big gin guy, mm. and he was saying all these different things about gin on the podcast, and um, and so I thought, yeah, I'm going to try it. So I went and got myself a a nice bottle or two of gin and some good high grade tonic, and I just went to town on it, and I just really <laughs> enjoyed. Drinking the gin, drinking the tonic, uh, and just not really giving much of a shit about it. went in. But getting back to the question, sorry, Ben Blake. Um, when it came to January and getting back onto the diet, having had a, a few weeks off-piste and kind of enjoying, it wakes up your naughty taste buds. Is it? Yeah. I think if you, if you eat cake, you crave cake. Yeah, that's true. Like... I'm very blessed by my diet is is pretty good most of the time, but I, whenever I eat shit, I crave shit. And when you've when I've got stuff in the house, I want to eat it. I bet you eat a lot, right? Like, mate, you'd be surprised. <laughs> so, the question was, what is your diet like after Christmas? And what I've done is, 
I've gone back to 2,500 calories. Jeez. Okay. I have 200 grams of protein, mm-hmm. which is for those of you guys listening and, and are into macros, that's about uh, two grams of protein per kilo of my body weight. Um, and that, when I'm following a resistance training program, which I nearly always am, that will give my body enough protein to repair and recover. So what about the other macros? So the other macros, at the moment, I don't really care. <laughs> I knew you were going <laughs> to say that. For me, as long as I'm getting enough adequate protein, mm-hmm. as long as my calories are at the right level, so 2,500 for me is probably slightly in a deficit, mm-hmm. just trying to shift some of the extra water weight that I put on over Christmas with my chocolate and gin extra habits. Extra gin weight. Yeah. Um, so probably in a slight deficit, not crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the remaining of the, the remainder of the calories will be, you know, a real mix between carbohydrates and fat. And for me, I don't think it's super important. If you're, if, if people are asking me, is it super important to really nail down the macro breakdown of your carbs and fats? Not so much for me. Yeah. I have adequate fats so that the hormonal systems and the bodily functions and the micronutrient ratios in my body are about right. And I eat enough carbs that I get enough energy to train and live and function. So for me, protein is the key macro. And then where I get my energy from is, to be honest, carbs, fats, and the fourth macro, caffeine. <laughs> you <laughs> so do love caffeine, don't you? I, to be honest, I, um, I started training earlier again, sort of early in the day, and I almost have like a pre-workout for breakfast. And... It's making me much more efficient when I'm at my desk, but I think it's turning me into a worse person. Do you crash? Do you crash? Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah, I get to like this time. And you're done. And I just want to... Yeah. yeah, I just kind of... My wife kind of knows when I've had a, a pre-workout early doors because I come home and I've got... She said I've got white bags under my eyes. And she goes, you've had a pre today, haven't you? And I'm like, yeah. Like <laughs> yep. Um, the, other que- the other part of the question from Ben was, how do I stay on track? And... For me, it's really simple. I'm not necessarily having a huge focus with my nutrition at the moment. As long as I'm eating nutrient-dense food, uh, I'm getting enough protein, my calorie levels are about right, I give myself a little bit of flexibility at this time of year to just kind of find my feet, to take care of other things other than my physique, um, have enough energy, and kind of transition from that time off that most people have in December towards getting back into shape in February and March. So this is kind of like that transition period. So I am very blessed that I work with a company called Fresh Fitness Food who tailor um, and deliver my food to my house. Uh, I've been with these guys since day one of their company and I've kind of grown as they've grown. And to be honest, I don't think I can remember how to cook. Really? Yeah. And I I love their service. I love what they do. And I've, I've been on Fresh Fitness Food for about six, seven years. In fact, at the Fresh Fitness Food party, Christmas party, mm-hmm. they, they drew up some stats. Because I, I'm, I'm I think I'm their longest serving ambassador. I was going to say, I think, because I would do some work with them as well, I'm pretty sure they said that, that you were, you've been around the longest. Uh, almost since now. day one. Yeah. yeah, since they were cooking in Jared's kitchen. Yeah. Like really? six, seven years ago. Yeah. And they'd actually worked out. They'd gone back through my nutrition plans. Yep. over the time that I've been with them and they'd worked out how many tons of chicken no. I've eaten. <laughs> Do you know? Yeah. 3.2 <laughs> tons of chicken. Shit. 
It's a lot of chicken. In how many years though? Six. six yeah, six years. So it's a long time, but it's a lot of chicken. That is a lot of chicken. Yeah. How many um, chickens is that? I need no to figure idea. it out. We, we, can, we can do the maths on that. If any of you guys uh, want to get your calculator out and try and crunch those Three numbers, feel free. Um, but yeah, so I'm very blessed that I, uh, I work with a company called Fresh Fitness Food. There are obviously other meal prep companies out there that do a good job. Um, if you're looking at sort of, you know, not having to cook for yourself and taking out the legwork with your nutrition, you know, I can't, I can't recommend a meal prep company highly enough. Um, they give me time back every week. I don't have yeah. to shop. I don't have to cook. I don't have to worry about my nutrition. I don't have to wash up. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Best. So they, they give me easily 10 hours a week back, which are easy, easy hours? money. Yeah, no shopping, no cooking, no cleaning, no washing, everything. Oh, yeah, Open up the door in the morning. You've got a cool bag there. Open it up, eat it, done. That's one of my favorite things I've got to say to watch sometimes is you and Team Stafford get, yeah. the, uh, get the food in on Instagram stories. Yeah. And you start rummaging through. Rummaging, rummaging the through goods. the cool bags. Yeah, yeah I like Cub it. Cubby loves it. Yeah, Cubby, Cubby loves uh, going through my food bags and seeing what <laughs> he wants to steal. Um, he's actually a fresh fitness food baby. Like, Is he? Yeah, because when, when we just had him, yeah. so I, as my gift to my wife for being like a legend, mm -hmm. um, I pay for her to have fresh fitness food. Mm -hmm. So I'm not the only one just getting my food delivered. I pay for her to have it delivered too. Yeah. And we we kind of always snuck in an extra box and fed it to Cubby. So he's been on Fresh Fitness Food. He's a Fresh Fitness Food baby. No way. We actually even had talks with Jared and Casper <laughs> when he was born about coming up with a Fresh Fitness Food baby food range. <laughs> Believe it or not, this is a true story. It's never been heard. This is, this is, a, this is the, the dad exclusive. podcast exclusive. Um, I don't know why we didn't do it, but I thought it was a genius idea. Packed lunches for, for school? It wasn't packed lunches. It was like the baby food stuff. Oh, so, so it'd like be like proper, like yeah. So it was like like food. yeah. So when they're baby babies and they don't eat solids yet, yeah, I was yeah. thinking, you guys have all this food, like all these vegetables, and mm. then just blend that shit up, stick it in a jar, yeah, and send it to all these yummy mummies in Putney. You'd make a fortune. <laughs> yummy mummies well, in Putney. <laughs> well, you know, um, and because the consumer of fresh fitness food is a certain demographic, mm -hmm. they're they're often time poor, yep. more cash rich. Yep. Um, time is a premium and having the convenience factor is super premium as well. And mm -hmm. you'll never see a more stressed human being in the world than a mum who's got one or two kids trying to scrabble around to get good food in there, trying to juggle yeah. all the other things that they have. So if you can remove that level of anxiety around getting good quali quality nutrition into your kid, really? then it's a no brainer. Not only, not only are you providing a really interesting service, but you're adding another level of customer service because those people are probably already buying fresh fitness food, yeah, or already yeah. ordering fresh fitness food. So but you're just, it. yeah, you're just sticking another jar of mush in their bag. <laughs> anyway, we diverge. See, this is the problem with podcasts. You do, is, you go off on tangents. Yeah, right? but I think that's fun. I think it explores part of my brain. Um, so, Ben, I hope that's answered your question about what my diet has been like after Christmas, how I stay on track. And I promise you... Um, I'll, I will do more on my Instagram stories and do more on my YouTube and, and Facebook for nutrition over the next couple of months as I start to get back into shape and as I start to wor work towards some, uh, some interesting and cool challenges that I've set myself in 2019. Okay, so the next question that I have from Will Parsons is, how is my neck slash shoulder? So to give you guys a bit of background, bit of context, uh, my wife got a chest infection in the run-up to Christmas and she was coughing all night. And 
it was keeping me awake, which I don't do super well on no sleep. But also she was getting stressed because she knew she was keeping me awake. So I kind of got banished to the spare room. And in the spare room is a shit pillow. <laughs> Our pillows, and I don't know why I didn't take my pillow, but I didn't. And so I, went, I slept on, in the spare room for a couple of nights in the run up to Christmas on a dodgy pillow. And I started to get slight issues in my neck. I then had a training session on the 27th yeah. where I went hard. So one of the guys that I work with, I've never trained with him before. He's one of our new trainers. He was mm-hmm. in. And I said, mate, let's just do this. Chest and biceps. Let's, let's do this. Did you, go, did you go ham? We went ham. Did you? Um, so ham that I woke up the next day and had shooting pains into my shoulder. Similar, almost exactly the same sensation that I had when I needed full shoulder reconstruction. Yeah, because you had tw- that, right? When was that? 2014, I had a, sh- a full shoulder reconstruction because I, I tore my labrum in a bike crash, but I had a world championship to win. So I just literally patched, 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 no, I, I just patched it up and kept going. And I, and I competed for three years um, with torn labrum, et cetera, et cetera. And managed to get by yeah. without surgery until I woke up in Australia uh, one morning and similar pain to what I had when I woke up on the 28th of December last year was just shooting pain. A bit like a toothache, but in your shoulder. Um, kind of and I was just like oh my god because you, you went away right sorry over, over new year yeah you went away this is it so um I was at work on the 27th had a big training session uh we flew to Vienna which is where my wife is from on the 28th and this was like I was packing the stuff packing my suitcase on the morning of the 28th going oh my god I think whatever I I've done to myself yeah I've, I've re-injured myself this is yeah. the same sensation I had when I needed surgery Went into a little bit of a meltdown. You stressed? Big stress. Really? Yeah, well, I thought it was going to, I thought, oh my God, mm. I'm going to need surgery again. And that surgery was right, brutal. Yeah. It took me out for six months, if not yeah. more. And it's never been the same since. So I was kind of like, for fuck's sake. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want to have surgery again. So we then went to Vienna and it kind of settled down. And I spoke to my osteopath here and I spoke to a, a friend of mine who's a doctor and said, look, chances. And they said, look, it could probably be your neck rather than your shoulder. And Googling so I Googled like, it as yeah. all. Google's dangerous in those situations. Yeah. Like you Google stuff like that, you're just going to stress out more. It's not going to fix anything. But you Googled it. Well, I Googled it. <laughs> and do you know what? It actually put my mind at rest because it seemed that if there's a disc issue in C6, C, uh, sorry, C5, C6, yeah. um, that it it's called cervical radiopathy and it kind of sends nerve signals into your shoulder. So right. I had a feeling it could have been that rather than my shoulder again. Mm-hmm. And were you googling while you're away, or yeah. is this, this yeah, yeah, before yeah. you went? No, it's when I was away. When you're away. Yeah. Um, and they, a, f- a friend of mine said, "Look, just booking for some treatment when you're back. We'll we'll free it up and yeah. don't basically don't do anything to aggravate it." Right. And apparently, the number one cause here's a here's a free tip: the number one cause of C5 C6 disc irritation mm-hmm. is text neck. Have you heard of this? Text neck. Yeah. So it's like when you crane your neck, when you're looking at your phone, when you're texting all the time. Yeah. It's called text neck. I'll and be, it's like I'll the. I'm having f- that sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like the. I think it's like the third most um, common ailment in America. Really? Yeah. So when I Googled it, I, you know, you instantly become an expert in all things to do with mm. what you've just Googled. 100%. <laughs> um, and so text neck is a thing. 
and basically it is the same disc. So I think probably a mixture of dodgy pillow, a mixture of me being on my phone a lot, mm. a mixture of me using a laptop rather than a desktop and craning my neck, plus bending down and playing with my son all the time, yeah, just being yeah. a general douche with my mm. posture, okay, led to this um, led to this disorder in my neck. Which is this why you were looking for CBD oil? This is exactly this why is I was looking for CBD oil, yeah. Hands phoned you in a few days, you went <laughs> onto Instagram, and you're asking people where to buy CBD oil in Vienna. Correct. That's, mate, I was just like, what's going on? You're bang on. So um, the CBD oil thing, a fr- the, the, the actual doctor said, you know, rather than necessarily stressing on New Year's Eve when you're in Vienna, mm. try and get some CBD oil because it, it's, it can help yeah. calm things like nerve issues All right. so i just i just googled it and threw it out on instagram and said can anyone help me um did you find some yeah i got some um see i i'd never really heard or knew much about cbd oil mm-hmm. before i went to buy some yeah the research on it is actually pretty striking and it's not drugs like i kind of thought is it illegal is it not it's mm. not no. so obviously cannabis that people smoke and all that sort of stuff is a drug and, yep. it, and it's illegal. But there's something, I think it's TFH or T, yeah. there's, there's something the in it. I can't, right? I, yeah. yeah, there's a there's a bit, there's a compound within cannabis that is the one that makes you high, makes you like hallucinate yep. and all that sort of, all that cool stuff um, <laughs> or not cool stuff. Um, I've never smoked a cigarette in my life, let alone, never, let alone anything yeah. else. So um, it was all new to me. Ollie, you look like you've smoked a few cigarettes in your life. I back in back in the day, yeah, but above that, nothing. I'm very very oh, anti that stuff. Pure, you're pure like me. Yeah, I'm a pure, I'm a pure bro. I mean, yeah, a few a few cigarettes at the bike shed probably, but yeah, apart yeah. from that, I'm very, yeah, I don't like it. I mean, like all that stuff where it comes from, you don't know what's in it. I'm not. Yeah, mate, I'm I'm a big I'm a big I'm, believer um, in. I'm always checking it. the back of packets anyway, so yeah. never mind that. Cool. So yeah, but CBD oil is apparently completely street legal. It's not yep. not even medicinal. It's like a food. It's, I think it's oh, classed yeah, it's as a food. Food. It's a food. I don't know what do they call it. Uh, a food product or no, a food it's commodity. A food su- it's not a su- it's like a food supplement. Kind of like a kind of like a supplement, but it's not. Yeah. So it's I think it's the fastest consumed or growing or the fastest growing commodity in food in the UK at the moment. Well, yeah, so it's probably, ha- probably worldwide. I yeah. The US so, as well. so I found myself some CBD. I took it. Um, I think it helped. Mm-hmm. Basically, my neck did get better. Because that- I saw you went to find oil and then about an hour later, you're on an ice rink. And I was like... <laughs> How? <laughs> no, that was an hour later. That was two days later. Because I was like, I hope he uh, is careful on said ice. No, no, that <laughs> with, was like two uh, days later. Dodgy neck. But by then, so I'm not going to say, oh, CBD oil cured my neck. Mm-hmm. But uh, I took CBD oil. I also was taking ibuprofen anti-inflammatories to try and settle the muscles down. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was very aware of my posture. So I get off my phone. I didn't do anything to aggravate it. I slept with a proper pillow, et cetera, yep. et cetera. So I did all the things that would hopefully alleviate a, a disc problem in your neck yeah and it got better i then got back to london and uh kind of saw my osteopath here got some pretty good treatment straight away and now touch wood you're all good kitchen table um it's all good you're back in i'm back in so back in the game so will parsons if that answers your question how my neck and shoulder is that is it's all good so far touch wood i'm actually back in training so i've done two good training sessions this week i did a uh Heavy legs on Monday and a heavy upper body yesterday, and so far so good. So good hopefully, stuff. hopefully back into it. Okay, so the next one is what podcasts do I listen to? 
See, this is quite a good one because I listened to a podcast this morning. So I went for a run. I did a cheeky 5K. I've got the London Winter Run coming up in, I think it's the second weekend in February. So it's the nice. London Winter Run. I think it's the largest London-based uh, 10K. Nice. Uh, Optimum are sponsoring it. So Optimum Nutrition are sponsoring it. And I'm actually hosting the warm, uh, the cool down. Really? Yeah. So Amazing. I've got to, yeah. So I've got a, me and some of the guys from Optimum Nutrition are hosting the Recovery Zone. Sick. And so as part of recovery that, Recovery Zone. Yeah, it's all about recovery. Yep. Um, and so we're hosting the cool down, but I'm going to do the run as well. Nice. Because, you know. 10K? No, 10K. I yeah. did it last year. I, I got a reasonable time for me. I think I, I was going to say, are you quick? Like mate, 5K? Look at me, mate. Look <laughs> at me. I'm, a, I'm an athlete. Of course I'm quick. Yeah, but quick, quick or quick? No, not quick, quick. I'm bodybuilder quick. <laughs> okay, good. I'm, I'm rugby player quick. Okay. So good. at the end of the day, I weigh 90 kilos. Mm-hmm. So anything over 100 meters, I probably won't be that special. Actually, no, anything over 400 meters, I won't be that special. Mm -hmm. So my 5k time is around 19 and a half minutes. Not bad. Which is fairly wraps. Yeah. Um, Last year, I did the London winter run in 42 minutes. So fine. Not bad. Not bad. Are you aiming to beat last year? Absolutely not. (laughs) So I did a run this morning and I did a cheeky 5k. It took me 22 minutes. It was cruising. But when I was running, I was listening to mm-hmm. the James Smith and Joe Wicks podcast. So James Smith and Joe Wicks weren't on the same podcast, but um, can we call it a beef? Can we call it a beef? I don't really think it's a beef necessarily. I think, I beef, think, I think beef goes two ways, doesn't it? Yeah, I think, you know, there's, I think James is obviously, I haven't actually listened to the podcast yet. I, I want to listen to it, but... <clears throat> By the sounds of things, I think um, it's a well-known kind of fact that James Smith has not had the best view of Joe the body coach's yeah. uh, professional opinion, let's say. Yeah. Um, and I think it's not really a beef because I don't think there's ever been a response there. But this has been going on for a little while. Like yeah. James has never agreed with uh, with Joe and what he what he does. Yeah. Um, which I can understand, like you know, professional opinion. But yeah, he's released like a thirty-minute in-depth. He has, which I actually found really interesting. Yeah? Yeah, like uh, the James Smith brand, I think, is very, it's really interesting. I came across it because um, some of my coaches at City Athletic, mm-hmm. um, when we, we do a, we do something called an academy, the City Athletic Academy, which is yep. when we take um, our kind of new staff and we yep. try, myself and my business partner, Ben, we try and upskill them over a 16-week like course that we put on yep. in-house. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to teach them uh, a lot of things that they don't get taught on a PT course. So nice. it's it's part of the thing. So when they're working as a fitness instructor or we call it a club PT behind the desk, we try and upskill them and teach them things like how to run their own business, mm-hmm. how to how to build a brand online. It's that value outside of just training people, right? Correct. It's, it's the things that you don't necessarily learn on a PT course. We mm-hmm. try and just help them so that they're better coaches. Yeah. And if they're better coaches it's good for us as yeah. a as a gym and as a business and it's also good for them and it's good for our members so yeah, for us it's a no-brainer and it's something we've done since day one of the business at city athletic and we've and we've helped some really great trainers go on and have really successful businesses so nice. um james smith was brought to my attention because some of our coaches were saying oh what do i think about james smith and you know his approach to branding and his approach to instagram and all that sort of stuff and to be fair 
firstly, I found it hilarious. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. he's a fucking funny dude. He is. I remember. I've actually it's comic timing. Times. Yeah, and he's uh, exactly how you see him in the kind of um, online and on his Instagram. It's pretty much how he is. Yeah. In in real life, I've met him probably three or four times down at um, some stuff we've done when I had forty five. Yeah. Um, and one of our clients was they were kind of living with James, and that was great. And in yeah. the last summer, he was he was around. And just seems like a normal, normal dude. I think that's what he almost always says to people. He's just a normal guy. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a lot to be said about someone who probably hasn't had probably been offered a few opportunities in brand deals and stuff, and always just stu- stood true to what he believes in and, yeah. and keep him pushing it. I think, out of respect, that that is um, big hats off in that area. I think from from my point of view. Yeah. No. I. I think that the thing that got me straight away was, um, he's quite relatable. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. Like his his method of delivery is very different to mine. Yeah. So I try not to swear, mm-hmm. not not because I don't swear, but yeah. just because it's not it's not what I'm about. Yeah. Um, I thought his his comedic timing <laughs> is incredible, and and some of the videos he produces are genuinely funny. Yeah, they're good. And you know, I think when we touch on his. Uh, his fitness content and his nutrition content, it's spot on. Yeah. It's simple, it's effective. Um, and as, you know, as he bangs on about, he's trying to leave uh, his clients and his followers in a better place than he left them. Yeah. And for him, that is to do with complete transparency. Mm-hmm. And whereas I'm not a snowflake by any, st- any stretch of the imagination, but yeah. people are different and people deliver content in different ways yeah and i don't think i'll ever be a james smith style content creator yeah however i can absolutely see why he's killing it yeah i can absolutely see why instagram loves him although he hasn't got a blue tick sorry james if you're listening i know i'll oh, have a word mate i'll I, have a word i think that blue tick might be down to a bit of a bit of the language do you think yeah i, I i've i've haven't mentioned it to him but um generally i just think that that's one of the things that Instagram would just be like, mm. you know, right. did you see the other day the uh, the egg thing on Instagram? Yesterday, the world record egg. Yeah, so that's got, that account's got a blue tick already. Mate, it's, it's got the most commented on and the it's got one post, which is a picture of a freaking egg. 34 million likes. No, 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 no. When I looked at it today, yeah. it had 44 million likes. Kylie, so I think the current, the record before was like 21 million. 18. Kylie 18. Jenner. Yeah. So Kylie Jenner had Mad. 18 million likes on a post and that was the world record. Yeah. So that picture of an egg. Just a uh, normal hard-boiled egg. Actually, it might not even be hard-boiled. Who knows? Who knows? Um, who, who knows at this who point? Who, 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 who but who I think, um, going, briefly going back to James, I think that the, the like kind of verification process, you know, Instagram know who he is. That's just given. They'll yes. know, they would have seen his account. They would have vetted his account. His engagement's incredible. His content's actually really good. Like, I yeah. enjoy his content. Yeah. Um, but I just think that the, probably the verification thing there might be to do with a little bit of language, which actually does go against kind of some of Instagram's guidelines. So yes. I imagine uh, that's yeah. probably a bit of a like, for them, one of the questions in the dark. I don't know, I'm not Instagram, but that's yeah. what I, I think is probably happening there. Yeah. No, pr- maybe, maybe you're right. And that's the thing. I think he's definitely doing him. like Which is great. Which, which is, is great. Which I love in this Instagram world of like so many people doing what they think is going to get them likes, not necessarily Correct. what they believe in, right? Yeah, and I think when it boils down to the 30-minute podcast that I listened to this morning, yeah. Um, I think the reason why him and Joe, actually why he has criticized Joe yeah. is because he, he feels that not being super transparent or not trusting 
Joe's consumer enough to yeah. be able to teach them about the basics of calories. Do you know what I mean? To, to, yeah. to kind of, I think he called it like keeping them at arm's length mm. from a really valuable tool that will predominantly, you know, get them the fat loss results that they want. So whether it yeah. keeps them in the Joe Wicks program longer, et cetera, et cetera. Don't get me Joe wrong. Wicks program is 90, 90 days, isn't it? It was 90 days, but yeah. I think it's like an ongoing thing now. I think yeah, there's a, get, a, whole, got a whole support team and stuff. Whole, yeah, yeah, a whole support team. And, don't, you know, you, I can't knock Joe Wicks. I think what mm. he's done is he has taken a march on a, a system and he has given and delivered fitness and made fitness accessible yep. to millions of people who potentially it would not have been accessible to before. Mm. So I don't think you can knock him too much. No. I think where James has had a few pops at him from certainly from what I got from the podcast was necessarily that transparency and that um, getting, getting Joe's followers to understand calories and calorie deficits which james yeah. kind of sees as the key underpinning principle for fat loss yeah i understand and and the final thing on it there i suppose is one thing that i have again i haven't listened to the podcast but joe does often change his opinion on certain things depending right. on what he's sort of pushing right if you really look into his content and i think james has brought it up a few times okay in terms of the way he talks about calories yeah, you, know, yeah. can, you know joe you got to think about joe's got a big following now mm. and a lot of the people that follow him only probably know him as the main fitness guy. They probably yes. don't follow James. They don't follow you, maybe, or they don't Fucking follow. Shame people. on you! If you don't follow me. <laughs> they don't follow <laughs> other people. All one hundred eighty thousand of you. <laughs> yeah. Not quite the. Joe sold three million books. Mm. He's just three got another deal, million right? Books. Just, he was putting on Instagram the other day. He's got a brand new deal for weaning fifteen for baby food or something. Oh wow! Amazing. Um, but yeah, I think I think his um, his professional opinion seems to change depending on what he's selling at the time. Oh, and if you actually it. do look into the content a little bit, I've noticed that. Right. Um, and again, like hats off to Joe. He's built. A, he's he's from where I'm from. I remember yeah. seeing him handing out leaflets at Richmond Station. Yeah. Because that's where I'm from. So, um, you know, I saw him about and I've seen him grow and I see Gawalt Pisces offices every so often and there's a lot of people in there and it's a, it's a great empire. Yeah, yeah. But I think, you know, the main point of James saying, you know, stick to what you believe in, like he's done, is probably yeah. probably a really good message. But in some ways, sort of hats off to both of them. Um, yeah, mate, sort you of can't, like crack on well, that's the thing, you, you can't knock success, right? Yeah. Like exactly. I've met Joe, I met Joe at Coachella um, two years ago. Coachella. Coachella. It was a good time. <laughs> That's a different podcast. We'll talk, we'll talk about that on a different podcast. But I met Joe at Coachella a couple of years ago and he was yeah. super nice. Yeah. Really low key. He was there with his fiance. Um, and he was just a super nice guy. So, mm. And he's obviously done incredibly well. He's taken yeah. something, made it accessible to millions of people. Yeah. Um, he's a likable guy. Yeah. Um, and you can't knock success. And it's the same with James. James is doing James and he's obviously both crushing it. Empires, right? Yeah. They're both doing really well at the moment. So I think something that James was talking about on his potty was, uh, you know, that beef that exists yeah. is um, it's designed to get engagement for both parties because yeah. maybe people that follow James Smith don't know who Joe Wicks is and now they do. And people yeah. that potentially follow Joe don't know who James is, but now they do. Mm. So I think, you know, that sort of discussion and debate around yeah. key issues in fitness can probably only be a good thing. So yeah. um, my my kind of thoughts and feelings on beef is it's not something that I really want to engage in, no. but I can also see a nice open debate as yeah. being pretty productive as well. Do you know what I'd love to see is both of them on Instagram Live just chatting out. Shoot. Oh. <laughs> I would love to see it. I would like, like, that would but be, like, but, but that genuine, would be but, good. But have a really mature, 
honest conversation about what I can moderate doing. that. Shall I moderate that? I Shall I put should. my hand up? But, okay, but Joe, Joe and James, if you're listening, I'd be more than happy to be the independent moderator on a um, almost like a political um, political debate. Yeah. One of you can be Theresa May, the other can be Jeremy Corbyn. You can fight <laughs> it out who wears the hats. Um, but be, I don't uh, mind. The I'll Speaker be, of the House. I'm not. I'll be Dimbleby. I'll be David Dimbleby. Um, okay, so if we want to make that happen, put it in the comments section below. Write it in the reviews. The more reviews we get, um, the more people will the, hear it. The more people will hear this, and the more chance that might have of actually happening. But live, it has to be live. But it has to be live. It'll be a live debate. Because then it's raw, honest, and no one's no one can hide anything at that point, right? Okay, let's uh, Ollie. Let's make this happen. <laughs> you, know, you you call some people. I'll call some people. <laughs> yeah. And who knows? We might even we might even have some more. For episode three of the Dad Podcast, we might have some more exciting updates on that. Probably mm. not, but you never know. <laughs> okay, um, how are we doing for time, Ollie? We're good, but I think we're like 36 minutes in. Are we? Yeah. Well, that's long. That's long. Okay, so we wanted this to be a short micro-taste to A, apologize for the sound quality of the first podcast, but mm. also to give you guys a little bit of background about me, my training, my nutrition, what the Dad Podcast is all about um, and what you can expect from the upcoming series. We've got another eight episodes to produce and air for you guys in series one. I hope you've enjoyed this. If you have enjoyed it, please go onto iTunes, give it a little rating, give it a little review. Those ratings really help the podcast go up the chart and the reviews do too. But more importantly, give an honest review. If you've enjoyed the content that you've heard today, if you've enjoyed the content maybe in podcast number one, let us know because not only do we want to hear the good feedback, we want to hear the bad feedback because we want to improve and get better for you guys. So um, what I do is I'll, every release of the podcast, I usually will be doing a giveaway to try and incentivize you guys to um, to get off your ass, to get on <laughs> iTunes and to actually leave a review and leave, um, leave a, a rating. Um, so Gymshark and Optimum Nutrition have both offered to give away little goodies for a randomly assigned person who who leaves a, a review or a rating. So um, yeah, that's about it. I appreciate you guys listening, taking the time, 37 minutes of your day. Hope it hasn't been the worst 37 minutes of your day so far. Hope you've enjoyed it. If you guys want to interact on Instagram, it's at Sean Stafford. Um, any sharing that you guys do of the potty, I will reshare on my page. So we really appreciate all the support that we get. Um, hope you've enjoyed it. And I can't wait to have you back on the Dad Podcast for episode number three coming soon. See ya.